Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music, horror, art, politics, bad assery. Welcome to Society 13. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Up again. You make me want <laughs> <laughs> You know, what does this, what does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. <laughs> Hello, Beans, this is Dave. And... Hello! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Welcome to KWR. I'm Dave. You know that. And this group with me here does need an introduction. Although one dude's a regular. Uh, my buddy Johnny. Johnny Taggers. I almost called you Johnny Axe. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Some friend uh, you are. Yeah. Well, it happens all the time here. But um, yeah, you're, you're no stranger to Kettle Whistle Radio. And uh, you've been on several times. Right. And you definitely... Thanks for me back. I'm, dude, I mean, every time I turn around, you're doing something new. And I don't even know where to begin with you. Um, let's see what we got. We got movies, radio... Spook Show Radio, which mm-hmm. I, would, I do want to see that come back. Um, Likewise. Underwear model and music. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, I yeah, wouldn't necessarily say underwear model, underwear. although I've had requests for people to purchase my underwear, <laughs> which I find very bizarre. There's uh, certain it's select true. individuals that are offering to pay me money to... Take pictures of his feet. Take <laughs> pictures of my feet or to wear a pair of underpants around for three days straight and sweat a lot in them and then Ew. pee a little bit in them and then ziplock baggy them and ship them out yeah Ew. none of this surprises me none yeah. of it but that's why i almost called you johnny axe johnny axe told me he that does you, that. Uh, no, not only does he no he doesn't do that at all but he said that you were uh modeling underwear i don't know where he's got uh well the modeling yes, yes of course okay. but okay. uh okay. no no Calvin Klein underwear modeling, like, you know, Matthew Mark or whatever. <laughs> All right, well, there's a little background on uh, Mr. Daggers here. Now, you got some other folks with you this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we need introductions? Yeah, our band. Reintroductions? Yeah, well, why are you here? Let's get into that. Our band is Brittany Bordella, and... Hi. This is Brittany Bordella. <laughs> Brittany. And uh, to her left, we have her 
counterpart are uh, Sammy Vicious. Sammy Vicious. Our Great name, name, by the way. <laughs> She's a she's very shy and she's, quiet. Yeah, she's not hanging out in but the background. She's, she's so. silent but deadly. Oh, she's adorable. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Now you, um, Brittany, you do most of the writing and singing, all the singing that I've so, so far, far, yeah. Okay. I've been working on this stuff for a while, and I recruited Johnny because he's my BFF, and we have the same taste, and I want to start writing with him and stuff, too, eventually. So We've been actually writing together. Yeah, we've been writing together for over a year. And we've been wanting to be in a band for over a year, but it just never worked out. Just not in the same place at the same timing, time. Yeah. <clears throat> with everything else I had going on with the films and the modeling, it just never seemed to be enough time to fit everything in. Right. And I would say probably, what, maybe a month and a half ago? It was it was literally a week before they were to play New York City. I had to fire my band. <laughs> I fired my band like I that. <laughs> and I was like, Johnny, I need you. <laughs> so I literally had a week to learn all the material. I fired and, my drummer, uh, okay. fired my guitarist. Le- wow. Made okay. a backing track. <laughs> How did the firing go down? You just uh, just didn't call them back or just say hey, you're out? No, it, basically, they, they were just too young for one. They were really good music. They were good musicians. They just didn't have the experience. They thought they could just wing it live, and that's not how I roll. Okay, you mean, <laughs> mean like the show here? Like, that's you, you, gotta you hear that a lot on Dagger Vision yeah. Radio. Yeah, too. I know. Like, you gotta know your shit, and that's it. I mean, they're cool guys. Like I like them and all. They just inexperienced. Okay. Well. All right. You said it. Um, so now this happened before you were going on tour. I just like and. Well, I was actually doing my debut show in New York, and this was like two weeks before the show. I had fired them. (laughs) I had to move fast, because stuff just wasn't working out with them. I was just like, all right, I need to think something. Because they were basically trying to rewrite all the songs with me on the spot. I'm like, no, you guys need to learn the songs, and you need to learn them now. And it just wasn't working out, so I was like, Johnny... So there's a history with you guys. You guys go back some? Mm, Yeah. Musically, we go back at least a year, maybe more, just, you know, jamming out and wanting to work together. And uh, clicked, always clicked right off the bat. Like, again, like we said, it was just timing. Right. Um, And I almost turned her down again when she asked me this time. Your your schedule really, I don't even know how you fit this in. When you, I I just, I don't know, you turned around one day and emailed me and said, yeah, I'm in a band. Like, what? I mean, just you were making a movie like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but speaking of which, is that movie on hiatus? Uh, it's on? temporarily on hiatus. Yeah, that was a big endeavor. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's quite a big endeavor, and honestly, a lot of people that were involved with the project, I feel, dropped the ball. Mm. And uh, sometimes things just need to be uh, demolished and start from square one and uh, reassess everything that you're doing to make it a better project. So yeah, you're kind I, I of taking it in a different it. direction now, are you? Yeah, it's still going to be an animated film, just in a completely different manner than what we were going for before. And uh, again, that's just due to, I felt that only, you know, myself and one or two other people involved really were pulling through with what we were to do, and other people were just dropping the ball and taking their time, so. Yeah, I wondered about that one. I wasn't going to ask you that one, but I had to know, because that was the focus of the last time I had you on. Right. Um, Now, as far as, like... These shows you have coming up, like how do you? I'll put you on the spot, and we'll put Brittany on the spot right now. Um, if somebody asks you, you know, what do you guys sound like, or who would you open up for? I mean, how do you answer that question? Like, <clears throat> I basically give them my diverse answer. We can pretty much open for anybody. I mean, we have elements of industrial, metal, pop, rock. So I just try to put it out there as we're something everybody can listen to. I agree, yeah. I know, because I have some of the songs, and we're going to be hearing some of those tonight. 
uh, definitely. Essentially, the only bands that we won't open up, and a problem that we've encountered recently, is that some of the promoters want to book us with like bluegrass bands. Yeah. No disrespect to bluegrass or bluegrass listeners, but you know, yeah, you I put us to... in with a metal or a rock band. Or, you know, industrial, we're going to fit in all those genres. Yeah, I mean, I had a show booked, and I had to decline after I found out who else was playing. Oh, really? It, it was a bunch of blues bands on the venue, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to scare it's... people away. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, you said it was like, I believe it was like two or three bluegrass bands, and we were the only, like, industrial goth band. And yeah, it's like, that's just weird. Well... We're well, not those promoter, bluegrass people are going to be standing there. The, the promoter is like, like, well, we like to book a diversity for a diverse crowd. Well, if you're the only one, it's like, yeah, mm, it's eh. a little far fetched. Well, yeah, blues crowds too. Yeah, just that's a tough crowd to play to because they're there just for that. Well, he they're, wanted they're it to be like a guitar guide kind of okay. thing. Like, I guess he wanted me to just do a bunch of guitar stuff, but I was like, no, we're going to play our set, and it's pretty dark. So, I so mean, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guitar solos and stuff, but I don't know. I just don't think it would fit. Now, you play guitar, and what do you... I'm lead keyboardist. I do uh, very heavy orchestrated string arrangements, yeah, which some even brings a before. darker... Oh, thank you. Yeah, you brought that yeah. stuff. Well, you were doing that before. Even. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it yeah. kind of helps to add to that darkness. You yeah, know? she plays yeah. bass synth. Bass girl, all right. Right here, please. Bunch ba- it's my favorite instrument. <laughs> it's my most favorite instrument. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's cool. So, all right, I didn't realize that you had. Okay, so you got. But now drums. Backing track. Okay, <laughs> and that's something that's not going to change. You think you can keep that? Um, for now, for or? bigger show, I would like to have a live drummer, just because it just brings more to the performance. But you know, it's a matter of if we can find somebody, if they're right. going to fit in. You know. You know how it is. Um, the three of us are like a family, so it's going to be really hard to find somebody else that fits in. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. at this point, yeah, if you're that tight, absolutely. And your yeah. fans are going to be your fans, whether they like your music. They're just, they're not going to care if you have a drummer or not. I mean, you have bands like Milo Self-Indulgence, The Birthday yes. Master and stuff. And yeah, they, I like both. They, oh, man, great. They band. pretty much fake it live and play mm-hmm. the backing tracks, and no one cares because they love their sound. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't realize you that. You just got to bring they, it. They do fake it live. Well, for the most part, I've I have heard... Or... From several different people that the birthday massacre fakes it like. I could see that for some reason. And their okay. keyboard player like totally just fakes it. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Well, I, I mean, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Mad respect for them, whatever. But that's just what I heard. Well, where do you guys see this going from here? Like, are you gonna? I know you have one album out well, now, right? No. I wouldn't even consider it an album. I mean, it's more like a demo. We're thinking right. of re-recording it now. Yeah, with... we're gonna redo all the songs. And that was May at that. Yeah, demo. Was we're gonna redo all the songs the way we do them live, with their parts recorded and everything, completely reproduced, a lot heavier. Um, live, we do. I do. We've been more adding screaming. more parts too. Yeah, we've been adding more parts. I do a lot more screaming. It's gonna sound way bigger and way more epic. I just want like in your face stuff. I'm not. I'm not That's trying to be this like poppy sounding, dancey sounding band. Like I want full blown. Fucking metal goth shit. <laughs> That's the one thing that, <clears throat> after we played that first show in New York, that really made me realize that this is the band that I wanted to stay a part of and keep, and keep working with was that the dynamics and how much harder the songs were live than they are when you listen to you know our tracks online, mm-hmm. you know the demo tracks. It, it's what uh, three, four times harder live and more intense. It's you know, than also how. what's causing interruption with getting booked at the right places mm-hmm. because we don't have any live footage right now, and people don't know what we sound like live. We are a lot heavier live. 
the right. recordings are way popular. I'll bet. Yeah, I can tell you guys would be definitely like, hard to watch. I, I, yeah, I look forward to seeing I've that. I've turned the guitars around, and I do speed picking, wild solos, and screaming. He's bringing, like, like old-school synth sounds and evil strings, <laughs> and she's playing that wicked bass into it, and, like, we're just, like, I don't know. Sounds like a live experience. That, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely want to see this. That'd be cool. Well, let's take a second here. We're going to play a song. I, I'm picking the first song tonight. I'm going to pick Run. Run, so I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you got to start off with something, I, I think, in your face, and that's an in your face kind of song, like you're saying. I can't wait to hear that one live, actually. But we'll let people hear Run for a second, and we'll come back. And so
And can you guys tell me what inspired that one and what what's it about? Or? That's all Brit. Okay. Everything's about death and dying. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Really, when I write, I just totally black out. Um, I, I'm usually aiming for something, but my stuff is so subliminal, I forget what I'm writing about. <laughs> that's real writing, though. That's cool. She's like the David Lynch of... <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's why it's I love art. that song. It's art. Right? It's put right. out there for favorite. your perception. That's it. That, well, that's a kick-ass song for not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of like ghostwrite yourself, and then you go back and listen to it later. I mean, what? yeah, I'm probably gonna rewrite a lot of lyrics on that. Though I don't know. But do you have a beat figured out when you're writing something like that? Because the beat in that song is pretty fierce. I like it. Um, it's just consistent throughout the whole thing. Well, a lot of that was involved with the production, and just I spent a lot of time on that song, like just hour after hour in the studio. I kind of hate that song because really? of it. Yeah, it's, I hear that a lot too. Um, everybody loves this song, but it is seriously the least favorite song of mine. <laughs> now, do these guys get to write anything? Or yeah, now you, they do. Yeah, oh, okay. they pretty much it's, write all their live parts. Yeah. I yeah. tell them what what the notes are that I'm doing, everything, and they just improvise. A lot of the way that I play, especially since I'm playing string arrangements, you have to play it certain, a certain way, you know, as an orchestra would. So, yeah, you know, Britt will say, well, these are the notes of the song, and I'll say, okay, well, Sam is, you know, the bass synth keyboardist. She can go ahead and play straightforward. I'm going to deviate from those notes a little bit and change it up like a symphony would. Um, and then the last song that we worked on at practice, you know, we all, there's a part where... Britt shreds out, does a really awesome solo, and actually I believe right before your solo, Sam does a little solo first, then you go into your solo, and then I go into my solo, which kind of is yeah, the, that's what the we prelude. Do. That's what we do up for I'm Alive. So bass solo, so, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, trying to get her to talk over there, but she won't talk. I just kind of press keys and hope they sound good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> she busted her butt learning these songs. Well, who taught you how to play? If you're playing lead and everything, how you're playing? Who taught you're doing, me how to yeah, play? Oh, I've been playing since I was ten. And so, you teach yourself or you take lessons? Um, for the majority of my life, I taught myself. I did go to the Paul Green School of Rock in Philadelphia. For a couple of years where I learned music theory and we did like tribute shows and stuff but all throughout high school my teenage years I just spent hours and hours and hours in my basement just learning like I was really into progressive metal mm-hmm. and I would just like learn the hardest shit possible like sweeps and stuff I was all about it and then later came the structure and rhythm and that just made me just a badass guitarist yeah well the reason I asked that is because like in your form the music that you're the type of music you're playing there's not many solos usually you don't hear a lot of solos not even like a band like Sixteen Volt that's guitar driven. Mm-hmm. They don't do solos, right? So, no, right, right, right. <laughs> that's that's my point. See that you got something interesting happening here. It's a little different than uh, just say a, a goth industrial band. You guys are going more of a, a rock route. I'm a pretty diverse cool. musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could play any genre basically. There were other bands before this. Oh yeah, I've been yeah. in and out of bands my whole life. Yeah, I just learned when we had our little smoke break that uh, you're actually from Jersey. Yeah. And so you, what, you mostly rock bands? or what Mostly you industrial bands. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Anybody we would know? Or my, I might know. Maybe My Parasites. Uh, my Parasites? They're like, I, yeah. they consider themselves Screamium, the real dancey, industrial, screamy vocals. Wow, is that like 90s or early 2000s? Early 2000s. Okay, okay. Uh, Victim, 62 Degrees Latitude. Um, I had my own band with my friend Angie called Siren. It was pretty... 
pretty awesome. We Would I've heard any of that here? Pardon? Would I've heard any of those bands out here? Probably not. Probably not. Not unless uh, you yeah. might have heard of my parasites. They've played around Pittsburgh. That's, yeah, that's familiar to me for yeah. some reason. I, I don't, <clears> my parasites is playing like Triton Festival and stuff, and they've toured with um, what's that band called? The Chicks of Erie. Um, the industrial band that they toured with. Quite a few. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of just one right now. <laughs> Oh, the one that Emily loved, you loved. They were just on tour with them last year. Angel Spit. Oh. oh. That's a good band. Yeah, they were on tour oh with my them. God. I remember that. Okay. Did you listen to them? Somebody I knew so, got me into them. I, don't I didn't get you into them. No, that wasn't you. I, yeah, that, that that is early 2000s. Yeah, I do Jaws is that. a good friend of mine. I was in and out of his band a lot. He's the founder of My Parasites. Now, I, I have to ask uh, Daggers a question here about um, Spook Show Radio. Is yeah. that going to come back? I honestly don't know. I hope. You're going to do it in your own format? <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's <clears throat> it's one of those things right now where I, it's, as far as SpookShow.tv is concerned, I'm not I really missed sure that. what's going to happen. That was like my favorite go-to. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, I hope. Z- Zach Daggy, who uh, brought us aboard the network. I mean, we were broadcasting to 10,000 listeners per episode. Yeah, I know. That was uh, cool. It was pretty monumental. <clears throat> However, he had a falling out with some of the members of uh, the East Coast Horror Group. <laughs> and... Uh, Decided that he was just going to disband the network because of that. So I do miss it, but I don't because at the time that we were, I had, I've done radio shows for the past eighteen years, and I was essentially fed up with doing radio when I was approached by it. And numerous Stagger Vision fans over the years had asked me, "Why don't you do a podcast? It'll keep listeners informed about what you're doing." And I, I was against it. I, I've done so much radio in my life; I was over that. <clears throat> And then Brian, my other half of Dagger Vision Films. Brian Coddington. Yeah, Brian he's Coddington. no stranger to these, well, this airwave. Anyway. These airwaves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he said, Daggers, you know, you really need to consider, reconsider doing a radio show. And I thought, well, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's do a show. But if we're going to do a radio show, let's not talk about us constantly, because that's kind of pompous and egotistical. So why don't we bring aboard other filmmakers and actors and we've interviewed everybody from like John Cassino, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Right, that was, that was awesome. I, that was Doug, great. You know, was great. Doug Bradley who's Pinhead and Hellraiser. So, um, you know, the great. show was a lot of fun and I ended up really, really enjoying having a radio show again. Mm. Uh, but quite frankly, much to the dismay of Johnny Axe or some other people that uh, are in the area, I, you know, the, the film production company has kind of taken a back seat only just because other things are being more productive and you know, it is it is what it is. Independent filmmaking is a very difficult task, especially when you're limited on funds. So, you know, with everything else that is going on between the band and the modeling, and, uh, and we should tell some people that you know, if there are any new people, um, the movies you did make, uh, the Tablet mm-hmm. of Tales being my favorite, that was mm-hmm. an excellent. Um, what a great costume. soundtrack! Yeah, I knew about that. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that was that a Coddington pick at the time to get them, or you you to get them to play? Uh, who, uh, yeah. Brittany? Brian yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian did. He took ownership for that, that's why. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, that was, that was more his thing. I mean, technically, Brian really wasn't a part of Dagger Vision until we did Tablet of Tales. Okay. He had helped, you know, he had helped edit, uh, well, I had done the initial editing of Sam Hay Night Feast, then brought him mm-hmm. in to just add a little bit of the graininess to it. And, uh, with Caustic, unfortunately, he wasn't even really involved with that, because he was starting to work on Tablet at the time. And uh, he was kind enough to come in after our initial uh, editor and uh, cinematographer dropped the ball, and he, he tried to do what he could at the end. And it wasn't really until Tablet of Tales uh, started, and I was the main character in the film, and, yep. and afterwards he said, you know, 
I'd really like to make this a Dagger Vision release, and I'm like, okay, props on that you know, acting. You know, that's, you know. Oh, thank you. Well, how about you two? Any acting or anything else? Any other art that you've been involved in outside of music? Um, Sam is big in fashion. I mean, she went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in uh, San Diego. She's incredible. She's always making these awesome clothes and stuff. She just doesn't promote herself. Mm. But she makes, like, our stage clothes, and she's made stage clothes for our old bands, and she just designs amazing things. She just needs to get herself out there more. Yeah, like right now. Plug away. <laughs> <laughs> Can they see this stuff anywhere? Do you have a site or anything like that? She still needs to put her stuff. She has a few things up. Um, what do you have it under? Vicious, a vicious Sky? Mm-hmm. But it's spelled funny, and I told her to fix the spelling because nobody is going to know it's spelled that way. <laughs> but it's a, it's a subliminal thing. A friend of mine that had passed away, her name was Kristen of Vicious Sky, and she was just really inspired by the whole situation of me losing someone that close to me, and she decided to call her design line a Vicious Sky. So It's a really cool name. It's awesome. Um, and, well, let's see. What, now you, no more movies for now? Or do you think that's going to happen in the future? I mean, there is. I actually have another film in the works that I want to work on before. Is this the vampire thing? No no vampires. I don't do vampires or zombies. Okay, Um, yeah. I was going to say, Brian mentioned something last at Zombie Fest. Oh, maybe Brian might have something. Um, Sorry, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, it's not really the right... Mine's more of a a plague film. I've always been obsessed with uh, the Black Plague and... Yes. But especially like during the 1334 era, like when the Black Plague was at its height, and um, that's that's there you go. Yeah, nice. that's that's so that's something that I am well, intending to work on, but I, I don't really. It's something that you know, with filmmaking, and I, I always say this: I've I've never intended, I never intended to be in the filmmaking world. It happened by accident. You know, I made Sam Hain Night Feast for me and my friends, and yeah, I really enjoyed that. that one. Was done. I love that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, a month after it was done, I found out it was playing at the Bastards of Horror Short Film Fest. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, I didn't even, like, we weren't even trying to aspire to be a film production company. I just made a movie. And then, you know, if anybody that doesn't know, that hasn't listened to certain interviews from this, you right. know, I was a, I was actually contacted by a cousin of mine who said, Sammy Knifeus is showing at the Bastards of Horror. I'm like, get out of here. How does anybody even know about that? I just finished this. Well, I contacted them, it was playing, and I was like, well, if you're showing my movie, I'd like to at least have some free tickets. <sighs> and I mean, <laughs> and, and which they obliged, you know, uh, Tim and Sandy, they, they gave me two free tickets to attend, and I took it as a joke. I showed up there with uh, two cases of PBR, got completely shit-faced, <laughs> was drunk in the parking lot before Sam Hain even started to show, and I was banging some girl behind the dumpster that I don't even oh, know. Um <clears throat> But well, I'm just—it's yeah, this—it's—it's it's, you know, it's no, not just the story. You are some um, girl behind dumpsters. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I know. So no, I'm outside. That. Don't answer that. I'm outside, <laughs> and my buddy Josh runs out, and my flies down. I have lipstick all over me, and he's like, uh, <laughs> "They started showing Sam Hay Night Feast like seven minutes ago. You need to get in here immediately." And it's only a 21 minute film, so. I'm like trying to zip up and I and they still joke about it. I come into the theater and I'm drunk stumbling and I have lipstick all over me and <laughs> she's trying to like pull up her dress as we walk okay, so in. She and was still present so they, they didn't she think was you still, out on your own doing No, this. she was still she was still present. He literally grabbed us from behind <laughs> the dumpster and you know, escorted us in and I show up and, and there was there was some subliminal humor in that film which I didn't know if anybody else would get. So I sit down and the audience they're all laughing and Immediately, I become self-conscientious and think, oh my god, they're laughing me out of the theater. Well, in return, they actually were getting all of my jokes, and they were laughing with my jokes and enjoying the film. Okay. Well, then, as soon as Sam Hay Night Feast was over, 
And the funny thing is, is they were scheduled to show one more film after mine. But after mine was done, I received a standing ovation from yeah, the crowd. All right. And Tim Gross walked up to the front of the room and he said, hands down, this is tonight's winner. We're not even going to bother going into the last Damn, nice. I didn't uh, hear this movie. story. That's a good story. And then I, my drunken ass got asked to come up and do a Q&A session, <clears throat> which I pulled off really, really well. Nobody could actually... That's a that's a pro I drunk. Also, it's a seasoned <laughs> drunk. You, yeah. you pull that shit off. Although I think uh, Tim, but, Tim probably had a little bit of fun that night, too. Oh, he, he, yeah. he did. Yeah. And that's, do that's, you guys know Tim Gross? Yeah, you probably know him. Um, no, I don't think they, they do, actually. Oh, they yeah. do. Horror aficionado. Yeah. He's got his own books and everything. He's great. He's a great guy. Yeah, not to really digress, but I mean, that's what started the film career. And then immediately after that, I launched into Caustic Zombies. and then. But it was never really my dream. As much as I love horror films, you know, and as much as I do love making films, I never. it was never like... What I always wanted to do was be a musician my entire oh, okay. life. Okay, I was gonna say you wanted. I thought maybe you wanted to be more of a makeup artist or create the monster. No, type oh thing. no, no! I, I was mean, always just happy being the horror kid that okay. played dark, scary music and watched well, now horror you're doing movies. It. That's you know, full circle, uh, I guess. And, and you know, and the ironic thing about it, and everything coming full circle, is that my earliest band that I was in, Black Mass '99, we actually were going to be signed by Frontier Records, who released uh, Theater Pain, the first Christian Death album, which was monumental. They did 45 Grave. I they, love 45 you know, Grave. Uh, they released yes. the comp, Hell Comes to Your House, uh, with Posh Boy that had Social D, you know, 45 Grave, Secret Hate, Christian Death, all these wonderful bands. And uh, we actually, that band had a chance to, we sent them our demo, and Lisa Fancher from Frontier Records got back to us, and she's like, oh my God, I love this. I would sign you in a heartbeat, but I can't sign you on just a demo. You actually, like, because it was just a four-track demo that I did in my home. She's like, you actually need to go to the studio, cut an actual album, then give it to us, and we'll sign you. Well, <clears throat> at that point, the band was starting to fall apart. They were all much younger than I were, than I was, and I think that just the fact that they had never been away from home, they had girlfriends, they were afraid to leave. It's always happens. Uh, even though I was willing to pay for the studio time, because I was working construction and had the money to do it, they dropped the ball. So that band, over time, just dissolved. And then I actually got signed by a record label in Italy. It was called Falger Music. And I was working with a brilliant Italian singer uh, by the name of Miles Faber. And she sang in all very operatic Italian-style vocals. They all seemed to do But that. with very dark... I, was, I wrote the entire music <laughs> for the album. And it was all very dark industrial music. Like with Christina like this, Scavia type of thing. Like kind that, of. Like kind of. Um, very, very, very similar. Uh, but actually, before that time, this dates back to late 90s, um, and we had a European tour scheduled, and we had had the album finished, and we got to hear the final mix of the album, and they had completely taken all of my beautiful string arrangements and added all kinds of delay and reverb and fucked up my sound, and I Whose looked, decision was that? They took a production the shit on the it. The label. Not the not label the shit same, on it. No, the label shit on it. Nobody in the band. As far, no, nobody. Well, the um, band only consisted of myself and Mule's favor. I did all the music. Theory and, all over again. Yeah. That's so annoying. And I called their bluff. They, well, they called my bluff, I should say. I looked at them and I said, uh, you completely fucked up all of my sounds. Mm. This isn't the way that I intended it to. I didn't even recognize it when I heard it back. I was like, this doesn't even sound like... And they're like, well, we already have this European tour plan, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, no, if, it, if it's like this, I'm walking. And they called my bluff. They're like, you're not going to walk away from record doing a European tour. And I said, watch, watch me. me. Mm-hmm. I said, I wrote all this shit, so yeah. fuck you. And uh, they weren't willing to budge, nor was I. So I picked up my shit and left. And that, Did they use your stuff? Uh, no, never got never got used. I threatened a major lawsuit on that. Good decision. Um, Damn. And left that. And then I gave up on music. It, it caused a lot of... Um, 
a lot of oh, animosity yeah. towards the record industry and never wanting to be signed again. And I said, fuck music. And somehow found myself in the world of filmmaking by accident. And then by the grace of Britt and you know, Sam contacting me about joining their band, I, I find myself back in the music realm. But that's where I've always wanted to be my entire life, more so than a filmmaker. I, I talk to a lot, a lot of musicians now, and they, they all kind of, very similar story. They get discouraged, come back five, ten years later, and then they make like the best work they've done. Mm-hmm. And including my buddy Nelson Piles, he just put this album out that's sitting around here somewhere. Um, it's a rock band. They're, they're you know rock metal mm-hmm. ex profit and um, yeah I'm plugging you right now Nelson and uh, they like he's so he was dirty. like I've been trying for <laughs> he's like I've been trying for since like my twenties to to make an album and have a good rock band all that I'm out I'm out now I'm forty years old and then boom he makes the best album he ever made right and he's with the right guys yeah that's what out. it comes down to Britt yeah. brought it up earlier we're like a family and honestly she's absolutely right when. You know, so you can like said. yell and scream at each other when you don't like something. That's important. Well, the funny thing is, is we can, but there's no. I you mean, don't. Uh-huh. I mean, but you're not afraid to say I don't like that. Oh, I've already told her off the bat certain things <laughs> that I that I wasn't happy with, but she was in agreement. You know, and then we mesh very well together. The one good thing I have to say about you is you give me the opportunity to ad lib and come up with, and I have to thank you for that. I'm not a Nazi. She's, you know. <laughs> I'll suggest something. What's that song in? Nazi. <laughs> right. But no, I'll suggest something or I'll play something and Britt's like, I really like that. That just made it more dynamic. That makes it more, you know. He's and she, definitely and she's adding very... to it. He's making things amazing. What's your take on this? Do you agree with these two? Or just, you ever tell him that this is crap? No, but... No, you just go with it? <laughs> I just go with it. Britt's not afraid to say it, though. Right. That's important. She like something, she definitely oh, Brit, Brit is so me. I have to tell the story about New York when we played up there. <laughs> okay, yeah, we traveled the whole way to New York, I'm and New York this is story. one reason why I love Brit is that we're we're playing Gussie's, and uh, the crowd was sitting at the bar. Yeah, they had watched three or four other bands before we took the stage, and uh, after we took the stage, nobody there had ever heard us before, so it's not like they were going to run right up to the stage immediately and be like, oh my god, Brittany, we're... So we, we start to play, and I believe it was into like the second second song or third song, and Brittany was like, fuck New York, listen up, motherfuckers, I've been working six fucking years on these songs, you better get your ass up against the fucking <laughs> stage right now, and just nice. fucking called everybody out, and then, you know... What was the was reaction? Just, did they move up? What did they do? Well, we got a go-go dancer after that. And, uh, <laughs> Nobody threw anything? <laughs> oh, Britt did. They loved Britt us. Britt threw a keyboard stand. They, fucking, they, were, they loved us. Yeah, screaming fuck New York will definitely get their I attention. I threw That's... shit and broke shit and threw a temper tantrum, but when I got off stage, <laughs> I was still cursing in people's faces, and they were like, you were great. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And then we ended this, well, we ended the show with her throwing the keyboard stand off the stage. Fuck and, this shit, dude. I didn't travel to New York to play in front of you. Very, assholes. very Jersey attitude. I love it though. It's so <laughs> yeah, punk rock, absolutely. you know, which goes back to my. Well, we were pissed so. off from the start. Like we were told the sound guy was amazing. Sound guy was a jack off. He barely spoke English. Didn't know how to run a backing track. Didn't know how to run keyboards. The freaking promoters like, what's taking so long? I'm like, we're ready. Your sound guy doesn't speak English. Great. <laughs> That's yeah. It's pretty Fuck New story. York. I'll tell you that now. 
Tom's the hotel story. <laughs> I just the majority of my listeners are from New York. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> and then later that night, we get kicked out of the fucking hotel we are That's in. Awesome. I smashed the TV. She smashed the $3,000 TV, tried uh, to jump off the balcony. Oh, but you know what's awesome? It was great. This was a, this was a That's $500 a, a very Pantera story. $500 a night hotel that we got kicked out of. Smashed the TV, broke a bunch of shit, got kicked out. Next day, canceled our credit card. <laughs> Never oh, even paid the motherfuckers. <laughs> got edit that one out. What? What are they gonna come after, Brittany Bordella? Yeah. Ooh, good luck finding no out my real Brittany name. Bordella. <laughs> Fox. <laughs> now it's time for another song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you pick the next song. Lead would play. be a good song. Lead. Lead. All right, we're gonna do bleed right now.
was bleed. What was that about? Anything in particular? Killing, bleeding, killing, ki- killing people. Killing, okay, good. Bleeding. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's, it's, it's kind of hoping so. <laughs> well, it's a huge concept, really. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Just listen to it. Story for another time. Desire is a whole that. All right. <laughs> Desire a whole. I do. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking, uh, well, about misfits and dancing. Yeah. You had a little anecdote there that was kind of interesting. Well, I, I think that, you know, you just showed me, you know, a gift that you received, which was misfit teddy bears, yeah. which is absolutely appalling to me. <laughs> um, you know, back in the days. It was a gift. Well, no, no, you're not appalling for having it. <laughs> you're appalling for other reasons. Thank you, sir. But, uh,. <laughs> No, but I mean, back in the day, who would have ever thought that you could walk into Hot Topics and buy a Misfit Stuffle bag or fucking Ramones Christmas uh, bulbs to hang on your tree and shit? It's all a bunch of bullshit. And eh. You know, the one thing that pisses me off about the Misfits, and I was just segueing it when we were off the air, I was talking about, uh, I was really good friends with the lead singer, Roz Williams, of Christian Death. Um, I was the last person uh, to interview him before he killed himself. And uh, wow. my interview was actually used in his movie, Pig was the extra DVD footage, but uh, Roz and I were really close, and, you know, the one thing that bothered me is that Roz founded Christian Death, he wrote all the songs, and the original Christian Death lineup did only theater of pain, and then the rest of the band, George Bellinger, Rick Agnew, Casey, they had a falling out, and and Roz, because he created the band, said, well, I'm just going to bring in new musicians, and we're going to have a different reincarnation of Christian Death, which lasted through two more albums, which was... Uh, Catastrophe Ballet and then Ashes some really great stuff um, so he brought in like Valor and Jaton Damone and David Glass brought these guys in after the band had already existed for several of them you know. then Ross gets fed up with doing the Christian Death thing and he says okay um, you know what guys feel free to go ahead and write the music that we wrote together because that's yours I'm not going to deny you to play those but I'm going to go off and do something else and because I formed the band I really think that you should change the name of the band well, then Valor uh, decided he took over front vocals for Christian Death, but he had told Ross at the time, okay, I, I'm in agreement. He's like, we will change the name of the band. Instead of Christian Death, we will call it the Sins and Sacrifices of Christian Death. And Christian Death was still in the name, but yet it was still different. Ross was kind of like, mm, okay, fine. So that was the agreement. Well, then Roz goes off and he starts doing more things with like premature ejaculation or other projects, shadow project that he was working on. Oh yeah, you're five. Premature ejaculation makes you laugh. No, I love you. <laughs> but uh, but but um, and then behind Roz's back, Valor went ahead and changed it back to Christian Death. Well, then Roz got fed up and he was like, "Well, I came up with this band and the name for it." So he started doing his version, which rightfully so, of Christian. So now you have two different bands going around under the same name, Christian uh, Death. One fronted by Roz Williams, yeah. one fronted by Valor. Valor was taking it in a completely different direction. Roz was taking it in the direction that he always wanted Christian it to go. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where I really respect <laughs> Valor as a musician, not as a human being at all. Um, and Jaton Damone's one of my dearest friends. Um, but if that band would have just went off under a different name, respectably, mm-hmm. instead of trying to ride the coattails. Right. And I think that the Misfits would have been better off doing the same thing. I think that, you know, Jerry and Doyle, had they said, okay, Danzig, you know, you formed the band, you were writing the majority of the songs, this was kind of your thing. And also, too, by the same aspect, I don't know what happened. In conversation with Danzig said, hey, you have the rights to play some of the Misfit songs. You just have to do it under a different name because you were involved with the band and so forth. Right. 
but the fact is that you know they carried on under that name and really fucked it up in my opinion well being where you guys are with music um Danzig now he had his one industrial album Sacrifice was on it. Fucking, did you hate that I Seventh hate, House and all it. that a lot I, don't, I haven't I met a person that liked it yet I hate it I actually like Sacrifice I think that's a cool song because his vocals are amazing um the ex actually played that voice. song yeah I mean, I, would, I was just, I guess that's the answer I thought. You'd, so you hated it. Most uh, people hated yeah. it. Well, he hired a bunch okay. of Mexicans to sit there and right? play industrial music with him. <laughs> no offense to Mexicans, but I mean, it was pretty it much... It worked for nothing. It was probably, it was pretty much like Danzig <laughs> in the Guadalupe <laughs> 5 or something. <laughs> you know, it was just atrocious. It wasn't Danzig. I think Danzig lost his way there for a while and was really trying to figure out what he wanted to, and he went back wanted to, to do. You know, his last one was really good. And I would have been happier if he would have kept doing the Black Aria albums, you know? The first mm-hmm. uh, one was amazing, and then he did the second one. And if he would have went that route instead of trying to be industrial, you know, I think really Danzig, I've seen him a lot over the years, and I'm, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm, I love his old stuff, mm-hmm. but I think oh, yeah. that he's searching. I think he's a balding, fat man that's looking for a way to... I think Danzig is completely overrated. I think a lot of it has to do with the label and the gimmick and the money I loved it when the dude knocked it. him out a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was, was a guy from Machine Head or something? something? Uh, uh, not Machine uh, Head. It was... Uh, we were talking oh, about shit. That. I can't remember the band's name now. I know. He got laid out. Uh, and boring. got laid out like a little punk, yeah, too. One shot. You watch that video. That guy Danzig's didn't even... Small. That yeah. Well, Danzig's like 5'1", but he's, you know, he's brute. But, I mean, that dude... Hardly even connected know, with his face. It was like, like right he grazed shot. him. Mm-hmm. He grazed Danzig, and Danzig went down like a little punk. Yeah, no. But still, anyway. Twisted Cane is one of my favorite songs of all. Oh, time. Twisted Cane! I used to cover that in my old band Kick <laughs> show. Oh, I love it. I, that's funny. It's becoming a trend here. I, I find bands that cover that song. I want to find. I want to find a band to do we that. We had a in my chick house. singer that sounded like Danzig. Believe wow, that yeah. I, would be wow. scary. <laughs> I'm like, I they're, don't. They're called Sixty Nine Guns now. They used to be. Oh wow! Oh wow! They're from Albuquerque. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna look that one up. <laughs> I think my Jeez. favorite Danzig song is probably one that most people wouldn't pick. I'd say mine's probably less than zero from the old oh, uh, with the uh, Robert yeah. Downey yep. film. But he, that was the uh, the orchestra with uh, what's oh god what's the guy's name? Um, I know I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, it was his name. hero. Oh, yeah. what is wrong with us? Pretty woman. It's age. Pretty woman. Roy he Orbison. Does, Roy, Roy. Roy. That's his idol. They do that yep. little duet together. I love that that album. That was one of the first albums I ever got because uh, Slayer does. Um, in a God of Devita on that. Mm. I love that rendition. Yeah. You guys do covers? Will you ever do a cover? We do. What do you, what do, you do? We Anything? do House of a Thousand Corpse by Rob Zombie. Really well. Sweet. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. You do it heavier? You do it with more like... I could hear you guys Sexier. doing it. Sexier. Hmm. Okay. I like that. All right. When do I get to hear that one? Is that just a live Call thing? Call me show. Okay. And we need to talk about that. Shows. You guys have shows. Let's start plugging away here. <laughs> We yeah. are the idea was, you guys play shows. <laughs> the idea was to get you on before the shows, and you have one Sunday. Sunday, Cleveland Music Festival at the Foundry. Um, then we are playing September twenty seventh at Studio ninety eight in Northeast Philadelphia. And then we are playing the M Room, South Philadelphia. Actually, actually, Fishtown. That's October nineteenth. Yeah. Fishtown. That's going to be a pretty cool Where's industrial Fishtown? show. That's... It's pretty South Philly. That. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you're a Jersey girl, so you know Philly pretty yeah. well, too. Okay. And then we are playing October 24th. We're playing the Smiling Moose in Pittsburgh. Okay, I'll be at that show. Cool. And, and quite possibly before that, it's not set in stone yet. We won't know till tomorrow, October right? October About... 16th. 
we may be opening up for Wednesday 13. It's looking good from that what we yeah, yeah. which is Most uh, likely. There's n- there's nobody else around here. <clears throat> How do you confirm that? Are you going to call, like, get in touch with his camp and hit there, them up? Hit the talent buyer for the venue is contacting us. Okay. And I believe tomorrow, right? Yeah. They're on so. vacation right now, but somebody that works for them contacted me, and I said, all right. Have you heard <laughs> Wednesday 13 do uh, Tom Petty? Running down a dream. That cover. Yes, I have. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge Wednesday fan. So when yeah. Brittany, I wish Jason Brittany was still in the band, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a while either. I'm gonna play with Mr. Monster. Yeah, Mr. Monster would be fun to play with. Um, but yeah, Britt Brit texts me and she's like, "Should we play the show with one?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." No reservations. Yeah, I think we would there. go over really well with their fan base. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I saw some of the bands that did open for them in the past. You guys were by far better. She I, said absolutely. the same thing. Really? She's like, yeah. I saw then people you know. open up for them. They were terrible. Like, yeah. Like, no, I, mean, just <laughs> I haven't seen Wednesday Solo. The last time that I saw him, I saw Murder Dolls. Yeah. And when they opened up for Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. That would have been a good show. Um, and that was amazing. That was at the Johnstown War Memorial. I love Rob Zombie. Uh, yes. Last year I, for I my birthday. That was actually last year <laughs> for my birthday. That was my birthday. No, not last year. What the fuck am I talking about? It was like three years ago on my birthday. That was that was my birthday gift to myself nice. to see that. <laughs> I wish I'd known about that. I missed that one. I keep hearing about it. Everybody I know went to that show. That was but awesome. Now, do we hit on your art gallery thing that's happening? Uh, we didn't do well, that on the air yet, did we? No, we I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Can. What do you think? Uh, Unless you don't want for the, Well, no, I mean, I love to plug myself, Man. which sounds perverted. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but for those that don't know, I'm also a bone artist. I, he likes the bone. I love the bone. <laughs> But uh, no, they the girls can attest to this when they show up for band practice. Some cool shit, man. My entire house is covered in like bone just art. bone, bone art and bones, just like bags. You need bones, like I got bags of bones. He's got decaying out. carcasses all over outside. <laughs> no, for real, I truly do. That's not an embellishment. Maggots running in and out of the eyes. And it's shit. really oh, not an you embellishment. Get this one? <laughs> but uh, you see me doubting you? <laughs> no, yeah, Dave's like I've known Johnny for years now. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. But no, actually. Um, we met at Cinema Wasteland, actually. Technically, yeah. we had the yeah, same table. Yeah. yeah, And uh, my good friend, Jason Kolar, who is also uh, the owner of Sick Ink Tattoos, he's an amazing horror artist. And I decided that he, he, he's very shy like other people that I know. too afraid to ever promote himself. <laughs> so I took it upon myself to contact Trundle Manor, because <clears throat> he has all these amazing horror portraits that he paints. And uh, I contacted them on his behalf without him knowing about it. I was like, you know, this guy really needs to have his own showing. And uh, which they quickly responded back. Yes, we need this guy. Like, it's awesome. Well, then to coincide with his artwork, uh, Jay is like, I really would love to have some of your bone art here that you create. I do a lot of bone candle art. art. He said bone <clears throat> art. Bone art. Bone art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I am going to be sharing an exhibit with him at Trundle Manor in Pittsburgh this Next Friday, Friday the 13th, which is an awesome date. Uh, Friday the 13th, we'll have our art exhibit at Trundle Manor. And I'll be there signing autographs. That sounds awesome, man. Uh, well, I'm going to catch you up. When's that moose date you said? Because I want to... Did you say moose date? Yeah, moose date. <laughs> smiling moose. moose. Oh, Smiling Moose, October 24th. Okay, i got to put that one into my memory. Smooth, smooth, smooth. 
That's supposed to be like a battle of bands type of thing. At the moose. Hmm. So it's to be like a crowd cheer battle thing. So you could be up against like a death metal band and a punk rock band. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. isn't too bad, really. I mean, the prize yeah. isn't all that great. You're supposed to get like featured in Chaos uh, production mm, as artists of the year. And the Cheats went that route and they're getting Something airplay like on the right. MXM now, which mm-hmm. is awesome. They're on Marky Ramone's show all the time. Mm-hmm. The Cheats. I'm, I'm really happy. Are you familiar with the Cheats? Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the uh, ladies that were working on set designs with Mo and Amkar, her brother's. Uh, the guitar player or the bassist in the Jeets? There, yeah, there's Eric. And then Eric, there's, yeah, there's, her brother's Eric. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's cool, dude. Really <clears> yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, we play the music here a lot. I, I'm trying to get Todd on here. I, he's just so ridiculously busy. Right. Yeah, he did my wife's tent on her neck. On oh, okay. you got to see that. It's, it's amazing. Amazing nice. work. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. But now we're playing everybody else except you guys. Is there a site? Do you have a site for your, everything where people can buy your music or buy your CD? Um, I have a store on our Facebook. We have two Facebooks. I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah, um, we really need to get rid of one because I think Facebook.com slash Bordella's Pros or Facebook.com slash Morta Bordella or ReverbNation.com slash Morta Bordella. Okay. And um, you guys on Twitter? No. I, I'm on Twitter. I don't, I don't tweet I'm a lot because I think that it's really it. lame. I've had a lot of success with it lately. Yeah, I mean, I have um, way... I, I put my shows out there. People listen on their phone at work. You right. Know, it's like, and they, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. This I mean, will be on there. a good deal. Yeah. Oh, cool. Twitter's good. I just don't utilize it I just got to get up with the up, that's, you know. that's at Fairly Dark, by the way, folks. I never plug my own Twitter account, but <laughs> plugging my Twitter. Right. Plug your Twitter. Well, you do that. Yeah. Apparently, it premieres. That's awesome. That's a great story. Oh my god! Uh, well, I plug myself I mean, every you guys, chance. You guys gotta have some more stuff. To uh, sure well, I just wanted to say that in regards to the modeling, uh, this month I've actually been featured in Bizarre Magazine, which is really right. fucking huge. It's the number one alternative magazine in the world, and they don't even have male models in their magazine. So they were doing a very, uh, they were doing the first time ever decided to do a limited male model edition, which only cons- comprised of I don't know maybe six or seven guys. And uh, I decided I was approached by one of my exes to send in some of my photos, and I was like, "No, nah, I don't think so." And then I decided to, and, and it hit. next thing you know, I'm in huh. Bazaar. And then uh, October, I'm going to be the cover model for Strange Beauty magazine, and I had these two lovely ladies assist me in that photo shoot, cool. uh, which cool. worked out really good. Brittany was a severed head That's on what you're a talking platter. About? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Brittany was a severed head on a platter. I had a plate full of intestines that I was eating and <laughs> disemboweling yeah. people. Same and that, and was, that was before the shoot. You had that, right? <laughs> yeah, that was all before yeah. the shoot. That was breakfast. foreplay. Okay. Uh, or breakfast. <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to be a featured model in the Halloween edition of uh, Dark Parlor magazine out of Canada. And I, it's still up in the air, but I may be the cover model for that we as well. We love our Canadian so. listeners. We have a ton of We them. have a ton. Yeah, yeah, I have a ton of Canadian uh, females like out there. there. Yeah, you do. Really big in their metal and their industrial fan. metal right now. You, yeah. you do want to play there. I, they just love your style. Yeah. What you guys are doing right now is huge there. Um, I have some connections there for you. We'll talk about that later. Um, Alright, well, we do have to play at least one more song. Do uh, you guys want to pick out the last one? I'm alive. Okay. Then I'm alive. Any background on that before I do play that? Just listen to it. Just listen to it. <laughs> just shut up and listen. I love that approach, actually. Some people will tell you for 45 minutes what a song is about. And, uh, yeah. Songs are always open to interpretation, even if yeah, well, you the best yourself. Songs, um, ministry, every yeah, song right. is. He, exactly. he, he wrote those songs. Love oh, Alger, he has a new one coming out again. Oh, he does. Yeah, again? since he quit, he keeps putting out the best work he's ever nice. had. I mean, it, it, he's just yeah. 
Have you guys have you guys seen this yet? I'm gonna wait for her to come. Oh my god! I just watched this today and I laughed my ass off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Was she like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? We're gonna? Yeah, yeah. Let's wait till she goes. I need. Oh my god! I need my my dose of weirdness. So let's just uh, (laughs) this is make sure it works first because it's been a little a little delayed here. But we gotta wait till uh, Britt comes back into the room. Oh my god! Did you see this yet, hon? Mm -hmm. I didn't. She's, she was the volume on it, but... You saw her, like, smash the window mm-hmm. and shit, and, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like we have a It was 10.30 in the morning, and they didn't have their nuggets out yet. Yeah. <laughs> Except it looks like it's... It looks like it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, it looks pitch black yeah, out. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, I know. I don't know what time she went. It so said 10.30. They call it the McFreak Out. Crazy woman freaks out over McDonald's chicken McNuggets. So get your scrawny ass out. So great, but you know what? We're stuck here, so we're gonna. She's like, did you just hiss at me? That, did, did you, you just hiss at me? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best. Yeah, it was so good. All right, hold on. Are we still on? We're on right now. Oh shit! Yeah. I thought we were. Let's uh... go. Hold on for a second, though. We're, we're getting right back.
this is so great. Did you just hiss at me? Oh, this is so <laughs> She would have had to have been on meth or something. Absolutely. There's... She was, yeah. Oh, what was this about? Chicken nuggets! It's 10.30 in the morning and the bitch don't have her nuggets. Okay, so she hissed again! And cat scratched. I'm going to eat your fucking face and I'm going to digest it, she said. Into the gutter. <laughs> oh, into the gutter? Yes. I want my fucking nuggets. Oh my God. I want my fucking nuggets. And the manager comes up and he's like, you better close that shit. Look at the blood on the window. I know, that's what I said earlier. I'm like, oh What's my God, the blood there's blood. From? Her fist! Her? She's beating the fuck out of the window. She's not done yet. Oh, it's not done. She's not done yet. She wa- I don't know what she grabs She's out of the car. back in her car. She goes to her car to get something. What oh. does she throw out of the window? Because she reaches into her car. I can't... Over chicken nuggets. She smashed the window. The and then the, the next window. car pulls up. Yeah, this is the best part. <laughs> How would you like to be in that car and be like, uh... I, I just... <laughs> By far is the best part that after she does all that, a car pulls up with, with her chicken nuggets. <laughs> Where's my hamburger? <laughs> I don't know if you know what she says there. The best thing she says is, I'm about to take my ultimate form. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't. Hear, I'm about to take my. So she's gonna transform. I'm gonna eat you. Exactly. Wow. Eat your face and digest you. That poor it's woman. But did you see the drive-through window girl took her by the hair and grabbed oh her? Oh my her. god. Uh, that's. <laughs> well, you know the one thing I do. I didn't. If I was reading the uh, subtitles correctly, the uh, the the lady that worked at the window said. Get your skinny bitch out of, or get your skinny ass out of the car, or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe yeah, she yeah. doesn't get in trouble for that because she was kind of instigating right. at that point. Like, but I think she, but, they should win that case. I, I think hope they still. Case. I, th- I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Should have well, just made her some chicken nuggets. <laughs> so that's our little like, bit of weirdness on Kill Bill Radio that. this time. Oh, we always have to play something like that. Um, absolutely. I, I do have to plug something for myself, not myself. <laughs> But yeah, uh, my story from the Big Book of Bizarro will be on the Wicked Library this week. So Nelson's going to be uh, reading my story live, nice. old radio style, and he's awesome. He does it with great effects and everything. Oh, really, so, Rich yeah. Bottles Jr.? Yep, that's another okay. One. Yep, yep. Nice. another one. You know Rich, right? Yeah. And uh, Gary, yeah, yep. Gary, yeah, the, very the nice publisher. So yeah, that's sometime this week. So I have to get my stuff out there too. And it's actually a rerun. It's an old episode. I have a new one coming up later on. But listen, I want to say thanks to you guys for making the trip out here, and you guys are always oh, thank welcome you. back. You know, yeah. we can do this again. We can make it easier. We'll Skype next time. No, I um, like in person. Yeah, yeah, I like in person. Yeah, I can't really drink. With make it realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cheers, 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 cheers. cheers. <laughs> and thanks for listening. And uh, what song are we going out with? Do we decide? Didn't that? we say bleed? We did bleed. Oh, we listened to bleed. Are already? you scared? Oh no! All right. Ecstasy and Tragedy? I'm just burned out on Are You Scared because it was in our last film, Tablet to Tell, so it's like I've heard that Sinner's song so Dream? much. Uh, Sinner's Dream is actually my favorite. I love the the opening of that. I love... Um, I'm not even going to give it away. Sinner's I just love Dream. Sinner's Dream. I so love as soon as they it. send me Sinner's Dream, we'll be listening to that shortly. All right, thanks for listening. And uh, Brittany Bordello, what can I say? Come on back anytime. Peace. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate right. it. Good night, folks.
Some Nutella, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his dad? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.